The following is not intended for younger audiences. The opinions expressed do not reflect the views of the podcaster's employers. Now, sit back, relax, and enjoy this special presentation of Two Dudes, One Double Feature. Bienvenidos, everyone! Welcome, welcome, everyone. <laughs> it is nicer to say "bienvenidos," admittedly. Are you, are you just gonna stick? Are you gonna stick with that from now on? Maybe we'll see what happens. Again, <laughs> I don't it's, know. It's a nice, it's a nice way to be uh, to, to welcome. You know. Do you want to try it? <laughs> why? Why not? I don't know. Go for it. Give it a try. Bienvenidos. <laughs> Does it make you feel good? <laughs> it, it, it is amazing, but. Uh, in, case, <laughs> in case you're wondering what episode we were just recording uh, before we did this, you can, you can guess. You can probably guess. Actually, you might not be able to because we have Robert Rodriguez episodes this month as well. Oh my god! I also remember that for when we talk about his next movie that we got on the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! But yes, welcome everybody to this. Um, uh, another uh, singular edition, if you will, of Two Dudes, One Double Feature. Um, the first time we did this was for Nosferatu. Funny enough, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna just expel my whole feeling on this experiment. Okay, I'm just gonna let it out there. Okay. And so, like, I remember when Joey came up to me because okay so here's a whole here's how it all played out it's not necessarily relevant to what we're talking about but i want to talk about it because i think it's interesting so joey had come up to me after we nick because we initially had nosferatu and i think dracula 72 1972 as a pairing Mm -hmm. because we we had planned that we wanted each of our halloween episodes at some point to feature like some version of Dracula or like a Dracula thing. Cause there's so many adaptations of Dracula. Mm-hmm. Um, and that makes perfect sense, obviously, because like the first year we did what horror of Dracula and Bram Stoker's Dracula. Um, the second year we, we did a Frankenstein pairing instead. Yes. So that's we right. Did Young Frankenstein and curse of Frankenstein. So for this year, we wanted to change it up a little bit <clears throat> and do, uh, Nosferatu and uh, uh, Dracula uh, 1972. The thing was, um, uh, our good friend Gifford had come to us with a suggestion for his birthday episode. So then we were like, okay, we got to do this because we got to do this for Gif. Um, so we had to figure out, okay, what episode do we next? And so it was, it was, it was not an easy task. But eventually, we came to the conclusion that maybe it can be Nosferatu and the Dracula 1972 pairing. Um, however, Joey had an itch. <sighs> Joey had a desire growing in himself. Uh, a, 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 a need, if you will. Because Dracula, not Dracula, uh, well, technically Dracula, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Nosferatu, Nosferatu. <laughs> <laughs> um, was celebrating its 100th birthday, its 100th anniversary. And Joey's like, we need to talk about this. And my other, my other part of my logic was like, you know, I know Richard likes making these making episodes. I like making episodes. So we're giving you guys more um, quote unquote content. Uh, you know, I hate that word. Ep- <laughs> it's a terrible word, but you know what? It's more fitting for what we do than like actual movies. 
Yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. So, like, more... more I, I used to say material, but content makes sense, admittedly, yeah. I'll have to think. I'll have to let that one grow on me. Material. Okay. But, material. anyway... This is our material. A- anyway, so, like, basically, like, that's sort of how, like, this quote-unquote, like, single feature thing came about. And I'm like, you know what... <laughs> You know, it's one of those. It's one of those things where obviously, like, because I think about other podcasts that I listen to, and they have like quote unquote like after dark episodes that they post, and they're not like always adhering to explicitly to what their established format is. Yeah. So I thought it's an experiment, you know. Um, yeah. So you had other thoughts. Uh, continue them. <laughs> <laughs> so, so he suggested this, and I was like, huh. Because my initial thought was like, oh, he just really wants to talk about Nosferatu, which I get. Yeah. I get. And, he, and like, this is like whenever um, we were at Disney and he would say, let's do Carousel of Progress. And he would explain like, oh, we could get out of the heat. We can, like, it's a, it's a good excuse for us to sit down after walking so long. <laughs> and, and yet my logic is like, just tell me you want to do it. I would understand that. <laughs> like, like, like it makes everything you're saying makes perfect sense and i totally agree but at the same time like so many other examples of that exist in the parks <laughs> listen it's either that or you get to go on the one with trump all right and i know you <laughs> but like I, I i guess my point is like i just want joey to just be like i want to do this and then i'll be like i'll i feel more hyped <laughs> I'll be like, yes, let's do it. I'm, I'm down for it. And then we watch this, the first segment six times. Yep. Um. <laughs> but, but yeah, so like, so he presents the idea and I'm, I'm initially hesitant because I think with my brain, I just think that it just feels like everything. It just feels like something everybody has done. Mm-hmm. And it feels like, because I know I used to do like movie reviews on my YouTube channel and I would talk about movies all the time and it was always just one movie and that was it and it was especially like new movies because that's just how you gain traction and like right. you just talk about new movies and so it felt a little same same to me so i wasn't initially on board with it admittedly but i did it because i wanted to do it for joey because because um we've done a lot of little like skits and radio dramas on our show and I know Joey likes to do them, and I know Joey likes to listen to them afterwards, and they're a lot of fun. But <laughs> there's also the added element of like Joey is has a little bit of of animosity toward maybe not animosity, like it's probably too much too harsh of a word, but like he has like a dissatisfaction with it because there's a possibility that it could take away from the main point of the show, sure. which I totally understand. Right. And he said he said that before. I have. Yes. Um <laughs> or like um like if it gets too long, like that, that can be an issue as well. But he still does it. He still does it, and it, it's still fun. And he, he throws me a bone because I like to do it, and I like to work on that with John and Kenny, and they have fun doing it. And they always, like... And I like I like that they get to have as much a presence outside of just making music on the show. Um, and so I think that, that uh, that's a really nice thing. And that's my, like, admittedly, my, like, prose, as opposed to me just going, I just want to do it. Right. Because it's true. I like singing. I like acting. I like no, doing yeah, all these weird you to, things. You get to stretch your creative wings, uh, so to speak. Exactly. So I. So that's why. That's where my like my selfishness comes from. Admittedly, my like true like I want to do it because I think it's fun. Right. And it cha- And it changes things up. Um. So I say, you know what? Joey's always there for me, and 
he does have fun when we do these things, especially when we do like uh, dual recordings. So we're like acting off each other, yeah. and that's a lot of fun. That's always fun. That's always so fun. Um, and I had fun doing the Nosferatu conversation because it was different. It was weird. I did not think. And so, like, <laughs> no, it's it's that's the truth though. It genuinely <laughs> is. Like, it genuinely is the truth. I, like, I, I I'm not. I was like so again. Like I. <laughs> I can't I can't deny that like my feelings towards the idea is still kind of mixed but I did have fun doing it and you throw me a bone and I want to throw you a bone and I want to do something fun and exciting a little bit different so I do think it's important that it's that we do change it up a little bit and you know our excuses usually for that are like we'll talk about three movies or we'll talk about a whole franchise so if we dial it back and talk about one movie that could be fun so I did want to make that point. No, you know what? And it makes me feel a little better about doing these. <laughs> and I, cause like, there's definitely like, yeah. So okay, you no, go ahead, you I, go ahead. I do want to get back to some of the radio dramas. My worry is that you're putting them in a main episode and it's like, yeah, I, I think my thing is I, I got to do a better job of putting like time codes in like the, the description. Mm -hmm. So in case people wanted to, you know, that's more on me than anything else. But I do enjoy, there, there, there's some, like, the songs are so funny, and we get some great performances <laughs> from pe people, like, you know, all the people, mm -hmm. like, uh, Wikey, Chris, you know, Allie, Allison. I still quote a lot of lines, like, <laughs> like, oh yeah, nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> Giff has some of the best line delivery in that first one. Gifford's, it's insane. Gifford's so funny. He is, like, <laughs> he's so great. I, I think dude, he was like in our group chat. Look at her when she's spooking you. <laughs> I don't know if you heard Gifford like when he was like saying, no, Melvin do. And I'm like, that sounds better than the actual movie delivery. <laughs> but I'm, I'm glad that, that like our feelings towards like these different things that we bring up, we at least have, I think that's the ultimate thing with this show. Yes. Yes. Like, I love I love the fact that we're doing different things, but also like it, it is worth noting that we do have different desires and we do have different things that we'd like to do with the show. Yes, and it, you know it, it, it's at the end of the day, it's like we want to do this together. We want to do what each other wants to do. We want to make this very much our show. Like when we talk, like when I talk to people like at work or something, I'll say like, "Oh, that's my podcast," mm -hmm. but I try to emphasize it's my podcast that I make with my friend yeah because it's not solely mine mm. i wouldn't even say it's solely ours because i think john and kenny have as much influence on the show as anything but at the same time like it is our show yeah and so it's it's nice that we do change things up and we we can um collaborate and that's probably my favorite thing is like it's one thing you can have a great friend and you're it's like you try to do something with them and it doesn't work because you guys just have such starkly contrasting like sensibilities and there's nothing wrong with that right. obviously right, right, right. but you approach things so differently and it could not and it ultimately could just lead to like a really terrible product yeah not that you know this this is just art i think but <laughs> but the point still stands <laughs> no i i just like I, especially too that we're going to like every other week I, I like the idea of like putting out, even if we do like a radio, like a, like a small, like if we want to try to do like a skit that we put in, like at some point by itself or something, you know? Um, cause I know at one point I was hesitant to put it as like a separate thing. Uh, <laughs> no, cause that was part of the conversation. Cause like, cause know? that was that delay. And we were like, should we? 
they're like uh, but like OCD kind of took but, over. But you like, know what? I, I think I don't know. also I think what that means also is that we feel very passionate about the same thing. Maybe for different reasons. Yes. But that we we both feel like, okay, this is what how we feel like we can add to this show. And we don't want anything to happen mm-hmm. to our baby. Richard and I no, our parents. This is are, our this is our fawn. We are This is our pale man. <laughs> Our, our frog who's rotting the tree. Yes! <laughs> I love it. <laughs> this is our child. Um, but I appreciate you doing this. But also, uh, this this one is also interesting because it's not a movie, what we're talking about. No. This is this is this is something that speaking of Disney that we had like what a what a like a small memorable moment is when we when we were watching part of this. Yes. When we were at Disney. This is true. This is true. Yeah. Um <laughs> like so okay. Um, this is we're talking about House of the Dragon, by the way, the mm. recent HBO hit program that is a Game of Thrones prequel spinoff. Um, and the reason, I mean, we both watched it, and we both- it, is a, it it sh- it should be worth noting, and I think you're about to say this that this was suggested to this us. This was it was suggested to Allison, my girlfriend, the, the 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 lovely lady that caught Joey's heart. Yes. So, and she was like, well, how, how would you guys feel about doing a a House of the Dragon like discuss like season one discussion?" And I'm like, "Oh boy, what is <laughs> should I ask?" I already Richard? felt like I was in thin <laughs> water with with the Nosferatu episode of like. <laughs> This is going to take it a step over because I know sometimes we do talk about television shows on here, but this is true. One, yeah, the one television show. Right. <laughs> no, what was what was funny? Because I, I did remember, like I remember you suggested like a single movie for another thing, and I was like, another one. <laughs> I did. I hope we get to do that one at some point in the future. Um, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, Richard, Richard's just like, I'm gonna keep my mouth shut and my feelings. I, I said what I said, and it's out there now. It's it's even recorded. It's it's on paper. Joey could go back to it if I have issues. Be like, remember what you said? Remember this? Like tape, uh, I have it like recorded. A tape recorder. A tape recorder. <laughs> That's how I feel. <laughs> See? See? You said it. Now we gotta do it. Um, but, uh, and I felt like, you know what, it's, it's like, you might be, like, we talk about a bunch of movies, you probably all probably know our sensibilities about different things after over a hundred episodes, but like, Mm -hmm. you know, this is a very current thing, this House of the Dragon show, we don't always, like, we sometimes talk about very recent movies as, like, main features, but not always TV, like, we'll maybe briefly mention that we're watching a TV show, but, um... I think this is a, a good opportunity, like doing this quote unquote like special presentation or single feature thing, to talk about a season. I kind of like I would I would have loved to call it like two a two dude special presentation if Marvel didn't do that. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, I was like, God damn it! Now now I got to be reminded of Marvel again. Not that I have an issue with that because the the first special presentation was actually really good I on that. Though. It was loved Werewolf it. by Night. I loved it. Um hope to talk about that one at some point in the future. But My, Michael Michael Giacchino deserves a feature directorial film. I'm just saying it. That's true. That's true too. Uh we're talking about House of the Dragon. Um again, there will be spoilers um this episode. So if you have not watched House of the Dragon or Game of Thrones cuz we might we'll talk about Game of Thrones here as well because you know, it's a spinoff. It's 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 important. Yeah, it's important. So if you have not uh, seen those things, don't listen to this. Unless you want to listen to it out of curiosity, then by all means, 
I'm not going to tell you what it's to do. It's up to you. Presumably, you're a grown-up. You're a grown adult, so... <laughs> if you want to make the choice to be spoiled for an entire season of a TV show, and for possibly an entire series of a TV show, ass on you. Yeah, exactly. Just know that we told you not to. Or that we at least warned you. We didn't tell you not to, we just warned you, say, hey, it's possible. Yeah. So, yeah, so, like, House of the Dragon, the House of the Dragon, um, this... What's the okay? I don't remember off the top of my head. How long does this take? How long ago does this take place before Game of Thrones? I think it's like I thought. I remember it's here in the number like 172 years. Um, There's like the first thing before, like before before Daenerys Targaryen. Yeah, like did whatever. Yeah, and it was like a hundred. So, oh, I think it was before she was born, wasn't it? Or, yeah, like because like, something like she's that. like I think she's supposed to be 18 at the start of the show. Uh, Game of Thrones. Yeah. Um, so it would make sense if it was like 200 years before the rest, like before, you know, the the main start of the show. Um, so obviously this is a long, 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 long time before Game of Thrones. So we don't know our, our characters. We're not going to see Jon Snow. We're not seeing Tyrion. We're not seeing Daenerys. Um, we're not any of those people. No, no. The only thing, the only thing you'll probably recognize is the house names. So we see, we see members of like House Lannister, House Stark, Tyrell. Um, but we're also focused solely on House Targaryen, mm-hmm. which when we first met them in the original show, it was more or less gone. Yeah. And Daenerys was like the only, until we found out Jon Snow <laughs> was a Targaryen. Um, uh, for the most part, we learned that the only uh, Targaryen left when Game of Thrones started was like Daenerys and her brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so they were trying to fight for their, for the, to reclaim the the iron throne because the the targaryens are the ones that initially like ruled westeros like that was like the royal family if you will Mm -hmm. and so and along the way we also meet the valerian family which was they were like virtually wiped out by the time game of thrones started i don't even remember them like them being mentioned so i mean because again like you also remember too the targaryens of valerians um come from uh, Valerians come from Val- old Valyria, which is an event that's yeah. referenced constantly in the original show. And if you're familiar with the lore, basically it was an area that like had a bunch of dragons and it was a very advanced technological civilization that they, they felt, they fell to their own pride basically. And it blew up. <laughs> like, it's I mean, gone. even just thinking about like, like, <laughs> like even just thinking about the fact that like when game of Thrones was going on, like the only, the only remnants that seemed to exist was Valerian steel. Yeah. And just how powerful it was to the point where Valerian Steel was the only thing that could kill the White Walkers. Mm-hmm. So like Jon Snow gets gets Longclaw and is able to, to is able to kill people or uh, Arya had the the dagger that's introduced in the show. Yes. And in House of in House of the Dragon uh, gets the dagger that's Valerian Steel and uses it to kill the Ice King. Also, the important thing to know too is in the original show, nobody knows how to create Valerian like create Valerian Steel. They no. can, they can only manipulate it. So like when they yeah. they melt down uh, Ned Stark's um, sword ice, they it's so much metal they were able to melt it down into two separate swords, you know. But they couldn't yeah. like create like the way they were able to in Old Valeria. So again, like there's like, the two ha- well, two of the main houses are um, Targaryen and and Valerion. Valerion's very much like about the water. They have the best naval force um, mm-hmm. at this point, and they're also like the Targaryens. They have the white hair. Because they're they're from you know Valyria, so it's not just a Targaryen, not just a Targaryen feature. Yeah. So then, um, uh, so basically, 
this is how this is the whole point of the show. The show is like basically building up this civil war within House Targaryen, and it starts with King Viserys, played by Patty Constantine, who uh, I think is one of the best actors on the show and one of the funniest people in general. Like I, I mean, I know him mostly from the Cornetto trilogy. Uh, like I love his detective character in Hot Fuzz. Oh yeah, and he's one of the friends in At World's End. Like he's so hysterical. Like uh, his big mustache every time. His big stupid mustache on, on, on Hot Fuzz. Like yeah. I constantly think about it. Even watching uh, House of the Dragon, I'm like laughing internally. Like even though he's like the show's very dramatic, I'm just like Jesus Christ. <laughs> everyone in everyone in uh, Westeros is a big scary murderer. <laughs> King's Landing has what is what does King's Landing have? Farmers, and what else? Farmers' bobs. Oh my god! I love it so much. But King Viserys, he's 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 doing his best. Let's say, <laughs> like he's he's basically appointed king, and um, in his kingdom, like he's trying. Like, is he doing the best job? In some instances, no, but he's not. He's not trying to like fuck everything up. Right. He's not like he's not like um some of these other kings um that we see that we've seen on Game of Thrones who their only endeavor is to to keep power and to exploit power and to use it on people. Like he's trying to genuinely be a good king, but he's not like the smartest person. He's he's got a lot on his shoulders and it's very it's very sh- it's very much shown throughout the show that he's like struggling. And I think a good metaphor for that is like he's dying. He's dying basically when we first meet him. Did did you mention about like how he became king? Um not I just know that I just said that he came king but I didn't mention like the ceremony or whatever. Well, that's important. I mean, that's a big running thing in this like who is who what is the line of succe- succession? So like I have to mention this because it's somebody who's appeared on two dudes actually. Um King Jaharis um Played by Michael Carter, who has appeared on our show twice. He was Bib, okay. Bib Fortuna in Return of the Jedi. You know, Jabba the Hutt's, like, advisor, translator dude. Okay? They got, like, sort of his... Ma- or whatever. And he's the guy in, like, the tube. Like, he's the, he gets stalked by the werewolf in American Werewolf in London in, like, the subway. Like, the tube. Oh, yeah! Holy shit! Yeah. I didn't realize so, that. But he's King Jaharis, right? Who is like known, who's this old king who reigned for all, as the technical term is, a long ass time. And his. I, I believe it was a fucking long time, too. Fucking I think that's long another time. Technical that's term. another one, too. You yeah. can, either way, agree <laughs> yeah. to disagree. But this dude was king for a long time, but his sons, his sons are, are, are dead. Um, and like his main heirs are dead. So they had to come to a decision like, who's going to be the next king? And because. If we were if we were going by the next person, it could, should have been Rainey's, um, who is main character in the show. But she's a girl, so we don't we don't want to do that. Yeah. So so they're like, oh, Viserys, he's got a penis. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So he's got a penis. So that means he should he should he should be king. So and also like, he, there's a lot of things about him where he doesn't want to be any part of this like he was the last person who no got to, he who got to ride Balerion the dread and after that he never rode a dragon again <laughs> he did it once yeah I'm he's like nope that's it <laughs> like thanks thanks guys i that was that was nice but i think i'm good like he just wants to build his models and learn like he's just a nerd he's he just a, wants to stay inside he's a big <laughs> nerd okay 
So this is why I think I relate to him so much. Yes, right, right. right. <laughs> but anyway, but again, like again, like there's a generally peaceful reign on his part. But there's yeah, you know, all sorts of other conflicts going on. But one of the other big things going on too, and this is a big event that happens in the first episode, is like his wife. Uh, dies well his wife dies um because they they wanted to do giving birth giving birth doing a c-section that he sort of allows to happen you know yeah he sort of like just says go for it like it's another it's like it's like it's like vidal if vidal was less of an asshole from pan's labyrinth yeah yeah um but (laughs) going back to the the you could guess what episode we just exactly um but like you know, and M, uh, I think her the character's name is Emma, Queen Emma. I think Emma, like it's spelled with an A. I think because it's a Targaryen. Emma, uh, I think so. But she's very good in that one episode um, that she's in, and um, because and they have a baby boy, but that baby boy dies very quickly, and this creates problems because now we introduce our our main char- basically our main character Rhaenyra, Princess Rhaenyra. Okay. Who at this point we it should also be noted is played by a different actor. Millie Millie Alcock uh, plays her at this point. Yeah, because this show it should be noted um, has a lot of time jumps. Oh yes, and the aging process is very interesting through each time jump. But for the first five episodes, she's played by um, Millie Al- Millie Alcock. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, she's very good, by the way. She uh, listen, like it, it was amazing to me because like this is where the time like and then um, uh, Emily Carey, I believe, plays the young Allison, who is like her best friend, and is the mm-hmm. daughter of um, uh, of Otto Hightower, who is the hand of the king. Okay, played by Racy Fonts, who this whole like every episode he was in, I I, I think I said to Joey at some point, I was like. How did it take this long to get him on Game of Thrones? Because <laughs> like, you know like Reese Fonz is so perfect for this world. No, because <laughs> if you ever seen Anonymous, it's a trash movie. But it's it's one of those like so bad I enjoy it kind of things. But it's basically Game of Thrones because there's a lot of incest going on and political backstabbing. Like, no, I want to be the writer of Shakespeare. No, I want to be the writer of Shakespeare. Yeah, because he's he's like um, in that movie. If you've never seen Anonymous, uh, Reese Fonz plays the um, the Earl. Uh, I think the Earl of Oxford, and um, this is like the Oxfordian Shakespeare theory, where they think the Earl of Oxford was really wrote wrote the plays of Shakespeare, and mm. you know, so like he's the guy. He's like he's the he's the real Shakespeare, but he's so good on this. Um, but basically, like these two girls, they're best friends at this point, right? But one could argue that maybe there's a little bit more there than just fr- like there's a close bond, depending on your interpretation, because the the actresses both admitted they both played it differently. Um, yes, yeah, so this is true. Millie Al- uh, we're all over the place, but Millie Alcock was like, I just think Emily Carey's great, so we just had a good time. But Emily Carey, I believe, is queer, so it's like she the, she brings her own like I, I think. I think it was her that said, like, you know, if it's on screen, if you see it on screen, then it is. Right. Something like that. Yeah, so, yeah, like, yeah. I like I think that was my interpretation watching it was that there's clearly something more than just friendship here. They're very close. And it could be it could it could be romance. It could be that they're just like incredibly close, which is either is possible. But there's definitely something more than just they're like buddies. I think. But Rhaenyra's mom <laughs> dies, uh, and so basically that leaves 
Viserys in the same predicament that he that the previous king was in, like Jaehaerys was in. Yep, that who, and yeah. Oh no, you no sorry. no go you, no, I'm sorry. No go ahead. So um so Viserys is like okay, I need to figure out who's going to succeed me. Now of course the obvious choice is his brother Damon, played by Matt Smith, who's one of my favorite actors, um and. Uh, Oddly enough, one of the best characters on the show for a show full of like really despicable people. Like, it's we'll get to that, but yeah, still. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, Damon Targaryen, who's rambunctious, let's say, like he's he's very much like I do what I want because I can, yeah, sort of thing. Like like, and he doesn't shy away from it. Like he like like he'll he'll stab you and be like, "See, I stabbed you." There you go. <laughs> but he's also um uh he also deals with sort of this like um uh like he's he's fairly impotent as well and in like many respects mm-hmm. so he's so he's dealing with that but also like he's dealing with like i just want to do what i want to do um and so he's uh, supposed to be the heir to uh Viserys throne especially now that um, his son is dead. However, in a, in a shocking turn of events, Viserys is like, my daughter Rhaenyra, yeah. she is my heir. She is the heir to the throne to the Seven Kingdoms. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Excuse me? Yeah. But <laughs> like, it's, like it's, everyone, everyone's like, what? But yeah, so like, everyone's like, excuse me, what? And so, um and and Viserys wants to do it because he wants to sh- like show like hey I want to change things up and I want my kid because everyone's like oh you're waiting for a son I have a daughter yeah she's she's my heir she's my heir but also too despite what happened with the C- the the botched C-section he loved Emma like that was his that was his true love you know and yeah. he feels like that's sort of a connection you know with Renair he loved he lo- despite all the things that have happened, you know, you, you do believe that he loves Rhaenyra, um, for as, sure as his daughter. And, you know, also like they, they, they have their back and forths, but there's no question that he has an undying love for her. Yeah. Yeah. And so she's named heir to, to heir to the iron throne. Now, obviously this is game of Thrones. Everybody wants that seat. Everyone like it's the most uncomfortable looking chair. And even in, like, before times, it still looks really uncomfortable. It looks even worse here. <laughs> it totally does. It looks more like how it is in the books. Like, they even insinuate that it was because Viserys constantly is sitting on this rusty bed of swords is why he's dying. Because, like, he's got, like, a wound on his back and it just keeps making everything worse. Dude's losing limbs <laughs> as it progresses. <laughs> it's also a symbolic thing of, like... Viserys is a good guy, generally speaking, but he is not, should not be king. And sort of like the throne's way of saying, no, no, like, like (laughs) rejection, like rejection, like like if Damon sat on there, it probably wouldn't be like, you know, as like, (laughs) it'd be more like, okay, okay, all right, fine. I mean, Daenerys didn't even get to sit in it. (laughs) <laughs> no, it got burned before she even sat down. She got stabbed. <laughs> like, damn. <laughs> I mean, 
listen, this is what you get for for forgetting your virtues and becoming evil, I guess. Oh God, that was so bad. Um, <laughs> that was... Um, Just, wow. Uh, but anyway... Anyway, it's so like, but yeah, he picks Rhaenyra, which splits sort of splits his small council because some people are like, okay, all right, this is your cool. choice. Rhaenyra is a fine choice. That's you. You're the king. And then other people are like, um, what the fuck? Uh, what? Where's the boy? We need a boy. Okay. <laughs> Where's the penis at? Um, huh? But also too, you know, they're always telling him you got to remarry. Because you need to shore up your line of succession so we don't run into any more issues, buddy. So they're like, oh, you should marry this underage, your underage niece. Like, like, like literally, literally, um, Otto Hightower, who's like probably the most sneaky guy on the show. Because he's like Littlefinger, Littlefinger meets Tywin. Pretty much. Honestly, yeah. Like, I think that's a good way to, I think that's a good way to describe it. Like, his whole thing is that he he wants he's basically from the first episode wanted power, mm-hmm. and so he tells his he tells his daughter like, "Hey, the king is sad. Go comfort him." And it's like, "Are you are you prostituting your daughter for your own selfish gain?" To quote to quote what you're doing to right quote Reese Fons, we play an ugly game. The I the part when like when uh, later on in the series when like he's like, "I didn't know you had it in you." I'm like. I hate you. <laughs> oh, he's so disp- you, you hate him so much. <laughs> you hate him so much. Like anytime he talks, you're like, "God damn it, fuck you, lizard!" <laughs> Turning everybody into a lizard in New York City, piece of shit. <laughs> you know, all of our problems will be solved if we transformed everyone into lizards. Westeros would just be full of lizards. It'd be great. Instead of <laughs> instead of uh, bad teeth and a terrible comb over. <laughs> Oh, yeah. and wait, wait. We've also talked about Reese Fonz. This this episode's all over the place. I don't care. But we also talked about him, <laughs> Little Nicky. Yes, that's right. And you know who he is in Little Nicky? The son of the devil. <laughs> He's so great. <laughs> he is so fantastic. <laughs> uh, but basically, like, spoiler alert. You know, the whole thing is a spoiler. But Allison, uh, Otto's, Otto's daughter and uh, Rhaenyra's best friend is gonna get married to the king and she's young it's okay so basically she gets she gets hitched to to the king and obviously which like everyone which obviously Rhaenyra's is pissed like what that was see that was that was my indication that maybe there was more than than friendship because she's like huh <laughs> I, I could, my dad I, I could see that but also just like you know, she just lost her mom. Also, no, yeah, no, no, about yeah, that, and this like just. <laughs> but this is like your world's rocked by the idea that like someone that you care for so much, what is marrying your father? Yes, um, that that yes, there is that, and also like, uh, Allison starts producing babies. Okay, she starts producing babies. Um. And, you know, they're boy. There's some boys. So that means, like, well, hey, maybe they're supposed to be the king. And so now it's created this, like, unfortunate, like, tussle, if you will. Unfortunate tussle, but yet, you know, um, Viserys never changes his mind. No, he's, he, you know what? He stays firm. He's st- he stays, proud of him. He, sta- he stays firm, you know? So it creates this, this, weir- this weird, very weird dynamic. Um, but also, too, it should be noted, Rhaenyra also has to get married um 
at some point, and she gets she gets married to um, Lenor of uh, Valerion, um, who we fi- who is a great fighter, but he's also gay. So and and so Rhaenyra basically makes a pact. Like, listen, you have your thing, I have my thing. We'll do this, and on paper, we'll be married. But if you want to do your thing, you do your thing, and I'll do my thing. Right. So they end up together, and then we have a big time, big old time jump. And this is where we change, um, really change. Oh, we haven't even mentioned Kristen uh, Cole. I'm sorry, we're all, all over the place. Well, let's let's backtrack a little bit. So, Kristen Cole, when he's first introduced, he kicks Damon's butt in in uh, the games because they have like this like tournament like going a jousting on. and like fight, you know, kind of thing. And Rhaenyras is like, oh, he's he's kind of cute. He's kind of cool. He seems nice. And so she appoints him uh, as like basically like her bodyguard or whatever. Yeah, I forget she, the technical he, he's term. He's part. For it. He's part of the king's guard um, at this yeah. point. But his job is to is to protect her. And they they get pretty close actually, and um, to a point where like the first person she lays with is him. Mm-hmm. And uh, initially he's reluctant to it. Um. But eventually, like, he grows fond of her as well. And uh, he's like, I want to be with you. So I want to I want to escape this life. And I want you to come with me. Especially because he feels guilty because he went against his his duty and laid with someone of royalty. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I, I can't. And then he, from that point on, resents her. Yeah. Like, like at that point is when everybody that watched the show hated him, I think. Especially when he called her, um, and uh, and I'm quoting him on this, a little cunt. Spo- spoiled. Um, spoiled cunt? Spoiled cunt, yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, but I also find it interesting, too, because he's one of the actors, they don't change. They keep his actor. No. And I think that is a great choice, because you're able to perceive him just as that, that little boy who still has this, like, very seemingly, like, like really petty, like, hatred for... Um, for Rhaenyra, but I also, I've also heard people argue too, that like what Rhaenyra did was also kind of a dick move because she, she, she used her power, you know, as, as the princess to put him in a difficult position, but also he's still kind of a dick. Honestly, I hate him. Yeah. Well, well that's, that's, that's the kind of thing about the show is that this is something Joey and I would talk about all the time. Cause when it comes, when it comes to game of Thrones, like when we were, when that was initially on, there was obviously this giant question of what characters are likable and what aren't. Because like when you when you watch that first season and Ned Stark is probably the most like altruistic person, arguably speaking, and then he dies. Um, and so you're like, okay, um, well, who do we got left? Like Jon Snow, he seems like a pretty good dude. Daenerys at first mm-hmm. seemed like a pretty good person, um, and so it just kind of goes on like as the show progresses. Like, you know, who can we root for on the show? And that I think goes on to onto this as well. But at the same time, it's like, do we want to root for anybody, or do we just want to watch the chaos unfold? I, I think that's what I am because I don't like anybody. I think. <laughs> I mean, like you could probably might be able to say Rhaenyra, maybe, but there's also just all sorts of weird things going on. Like we are going to fake, we're going to fake Lenor's death so you can get married to your uncle. <laughs> I also want to point out too that again, that again, like the main recastings too. Uh, Emma Darcy. Uh, Emma Darcy they play, and Olivia Cook. Uh, Emma Darcy, they play um, Rhaenyra, and then Olivia Cook 
uh, plays Allison, and they're both great. They are both fantastic. They're both very good. And and now there's uh, the, the the TikTok of Emma Darcy on like an interview uh, for HBO Max, where like the like they just at, like there was a question like what what do you like to drink? Or they're like uh, a Negroni uh, Spagliato with Prosecco in it. And now it's a whole thing. <laughs> See, I, I've seen the where they're like, "What what plant or animal would be your like sigil?" And the like, Olivia <laughs> Cook, <laughs> Olivia Cook is like a badger. They're cute, but they'll fight you. <laughs> and then uh, Emma Darcy, I, I, I mistook I mistook my grandma for a squirrel once. So house of squirrel, or I like oh, then, cabbage, cabbage, fuck yeah, fuck squirrel, <laughs> cabbage. Oh no, but like I remember seeing that like clip because like they do those interviews all the time with the actors and i remember seeing the clip where emma darcy's saying what their favorite drink is and my initial thought was like when they said prosecco i was very like damn (laughs) like because they just went prosecco and (laughs) and so you're immediately like fanning yourself (laughs) like Oh man, but I feel like that's part of the reason. But I felt like it took me a second with those two to get used to it because you had the the um, Millie Alcock and Emily uh, Emily Carey in the first five episodes, and they were fantastic. Like they were, they're so good, unbelievable. And then it almost like feels like the rug being pulled after you, and you're like, wait a minute, what? Now there's more people you gotta. Now there's more people. <laughs> uh, there's more people, and uh, but I got I by by the end of it, I'm like. Oh my god! But I was thinking about too, like, because they obviously those two characters have grown apart because you know, um, because of everything that has transpired, and yes, uh, you know, Allison is a bit more, you know, jaded, jaded, and um, they both are. But like, I think about Allison, like when they're at the one funeral, and after like one of their kit, like their eye gets taken away, she's ready to like, she takes a knife and ready <laughs> to get them. oh my god like i feel like once once those two actors come into play that's when shit really hits the fan yes because like that's when the chaos is really building because obviously you know the big this is a big thing about the show right so obviously um renaris at this point um she has two kids yeah, she's got third uh, kid on the way. She's she's pregnant. Mm-hmm. I believe she's pregnant when when she, when uh, we have Emma Darcy when that when they're um on the scene when they're when they're playing Allison or not Allison uh but Renera Renera yeah. Well, also I just want to make a quick note to Emma Darcy. It, um, they are binary non-binary. Yes. So when we're talking about the character character uh is she. So just you know bear bear with us. We are trying our best. Uh, with Renera's um. She has two kids, specifically these two kids, and these two kids look different. They don't. Look you got to like remember Lainor. there was the, <laughs> there there was there was that pact that she made with Lenor that was like, "Hey, you do you, I'll do me, and that's fine." But of course, they're not telling anybody that they're doing this. This is all done in secret, mm-hmm. and they have two kids, and these kids look nothing like Lenor. Yeah, they don't even have white hair. They are two like of the most like normal ass looking kids in a in a in a family of like very regal looking people <laughs> like they just found them off the street or something <laughs> <laughs> and you know what people notice and they have questions but no one says anything 
but they say stuff in secret. Like, it was funny, I was watching the Honest trailer video that they did for House of the Dragon, and th- I love that they were like, um, one, one of the things they mentioned was the fact that the show goes so far as to call these kids bastards without saying the word bastard. And, like, everybody's, like, say, saying, like, you know, these kids uh, don't look... Like, there was one clip of, of Damon, like, basically saying bastards, but, like, in a long sentence. <laughs> yeah. Roundabout way. So, that that becomes a huge thing, because now it's, like, not only is Rhaenyra's heir to the throne, but now Rhaenyra's has these two kids that don't look like they're Targaryens at all. No, because we also find out that she's having an affair with um, with uh, Strong. Um, I forgot mm-hmm. his, fir- his first name. My mom was so upset when he gets killed, by the way. She was so distraught. It's like the first episode. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my god. And she was like, oh, I like this. Because I watch the episodes before she does. And she's mm-hmm. like, oh, I like this guy so much. And I'm like, oh no. And she's like, why did they have that nice, good-looking guy have to die? Because it's Game of Thrones. It's... <laughs> It's Game of Thrones. Anyone has any... If anyone has, like, more than 50% likability, they're dead on Game of Thrones. Unless, uh, they, unless they, they have very special plot armor. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the only... But, like, there's all, all sorts of, like... There's a lot of questions about, about, their, about their, you know, le- legitimacy and Ill- illegitimacy. You know, obviously later on, um, Corliss Valerion's brother, Vaymond is like, um, I should be the heir to Driftmark, the water place, because these guys are clearly not uh, my nephew's kids. These are, uh, these are you know, bastards, basically. These these kids are bastards. Um, which that clip could be used out of context, I'm sure. <laughs> like somewhere, I don't know. Um, I've seen a lot of memes. <laughs> Like, just the fact that he's like, these kids are bastards! But uh, also, I was thinking more of, like, when he is, his head gets, like, sliced in half. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. But, like, and that's... And one thing to note, too, is that Viserys, at this point, like, he is... He's weak, first of all. Like, he is... Like, the sickness has got... He is down with the sickness, unfortunately. I mean, like, all through the series, he's, like, he's like losing fingers. He lost... Lo- after the time jump, he lost an arm... Whole-ass arm... You know, and like towards towards the end of the show, like half of his face he's is the gone. Phantom, he's the goddamn <laughs> phantom of the opera. <laughs> and he comes out like because I remember we were watching it, and Joey and I were almost in sync when we were messaging each other, and uh, <laughs> and and you mentioned Phantom of the Opera, and I'm like, okay. And then he comes out with the mask, I'm like, holy shit, <laughs> he really is the Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, you. I was like a little ahead of you. <laughs> Like what? <laughs> like like when he comes out and he's like he's like cr- cr- all crotchety and he's got a cane and he's making his way. He's like, I'm here. <laughs> oh my god, that is so funny. <laughs> but he he goes full Phantom of the Opera uh, minus the uh, agileness that the Phantom has. But um, at this point, uh, basically, it should be noted too that Viserys does not want to hear that these kids are bastards like he, he like obviously he can clearly see that that something's off but he doesn't want to believe that his daughter is capable of going against like your typical like higher like like the whole like rules of the right whatever mm-hmm. um and so he refuses to hear 
the possibility that she may have lain with someone that's not her husband mm-hmm. and had kids. So, like, anytime someone says anything, he says, shut up. I don't want to hear it. And everyone's, like, frustrated, like, clearly they're not Targaryens or something. Or, like, full Targaryens. They're, they're not, they're, like, they're, they're not, um, they're not the children of, uh, Lainor. But the funniest thing is, is, like, okay, so, like, Aemond, who, eyepatch anime guy, um, <laughs> uh, who's, who's one, oh of, my God. one of, one of Viserys' other kids who has white hair and looks like an anime, mm-hmm. anime villain. But, like, um... He, at one point, when they're doing, he's doing a toast, toast to two strong boys, and strong not because like they're hui, more like that their their daddy was named strong, strong, and he like said he likes I hate him so much. I am like I am so ready for that character's <laughs> demise on the show. He plays him very well. The there's two act like he, he does that. That the older with the eye, the, uh, the eye patch version of him. Yeah, that actor's got such a distinctive face. Like, have you seen? Have you seen him? Like, yes. Without like, yeah. Like, damn. <laughs> yeah. Like it, it. It makes me think of people like Willem Dafoe or like Brian Cranston. Like their face. Like they could clearly play. Like, uh, like obviously, like you know, actors are versatile. They can play anything they want. Um, within reason. It should be noted. Yeah. Um, but like, he's got such a distinctive face that like when you first see him, you're like, how is he not like a super villain? Yeah. And um, like, I just remember like his eye patch and his stare with his like incredible jawline that he has. I'm like, that's an image that'll stay. And then when he takes the eye patch off in the last episode and he's got like a blue jewel in there, like, how is he not like, like the greatest villain in the history of Game of Thrones or something. Just, like, he's got all the things that I, I want to see, like, a villain have in a superhero movie half the time. Yeah. Um, but he's so he is so good in that role. And, uh, like, the last scene, I think, is... This is what makes me sad, because the show, I guess, is not going to come back until, like, 2024, 2025 or whatever. Mm-hmm. So they're going to take their time with it. But they leave on such a cliffhanger that I'm like, I need this to happen like next year. <laughs> yeah. I, I need season three. I need oh. season two now. Cause that whole, fu- cause we talked to, cause it's funny. Like, you know, people have made the comparison to how to train your dragon, which I think is very, a very appropriate comparison. And we talked about those movies and how great they are on this show. Um, but that whole scene was so thrilling and so like, Oh my God, what's going to happen? It was a really good scene. And it was, it was like in the dark in the rain, but it looked good. Cause there were and they other... used didn't they didn't they use the volume for it? Yes, they did. Yeah, I th- I thought it, I, I thought it looked pretty good. I was watching on my like my standard like you know regular 1080p like television, um, and I thought it looked really good because I know there were other like it, scenes in like the in the show where it was like the color like uh, the color grading and stuff was just not good, <laughs> and it was yeah. like, it brought people back to like the long night from the last season of Game of Thrones, and you're like oh. Yeah. Like, oh, I can't see what's going on here. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, that's, he was sneaking onto a dragon. That's what he was doing. Shit. Like, we watch and we watched that episode when we were in Disney. Yeah. By the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I just remember us going, what? <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> but no, that, that, that scene's incredible. And like, there was definitely a part of me that, that wanted like the, the younger kid to like, 
blow him away with the dragon because he kind of does the how to train dragon thing where he like swoops around because he's got he's got the advantage of speed and he's smaller so like yeah um but unfortunately he was eaten and then there was a clear he was there, there was a clear like like fuck on um on the guy's face yeah. <laughs> like oh no <laughs> I, I may have started something worse here how do i explain this to mom um ma, so okay so remember remember when i said i was just gonna go out for a little fly just a quick fly um well i, I may have stopped at, at the at, 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 at the baratheon's place what just, just let me finish let me finish so stopped at the baratheon's place <laughs> <laughs> and um you know, my 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 nephew might have been there excuse me just hold on hold on so um I gotta finish the story mom <laughs> i gotta finish the story so we got into a bit of a, a a fight what do you mean well like like i was on a dragon he was on a dragon and i was just i was trying to scare him really like i wasn't trying to do anything that was your nephew bob (laughs) (laughs) that was our family bob (laughs) oh that is a reference to shape of water by the way (laughs) (laughs) where michael shannon goes up to (laughs) michael goes up to goes goes up to the doctor and he's like you were speaking russian bob Oh, can we can we also talk about like the most ridiculous scene in the whole show when um please so like um Rainey's was held captive basically um right uh she was one of the other Targaryens she was the qu- the queen that never was um yeah whatever that's like her that's what people like it almost feels like a slight yeah when they call basically. her that yeah so like you know there's all sorts of things she doesn't have like a full like allegiance just yet because there's a lot of things going on but like the funny like this is this everybody was talking about this see this is the episode nine moment and episode nine in game of thrones is the holy shit episode yes it's always the holy shit episode this was like my least favorite might have been one of my least favorite episode nines ever because her drag her her and her dragon melees drop in on the coronation of 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 prince aegon i mean i mean i mean they pop up really let's like because they just break out of the floor and like burn like just flames Dracarys, the whole thing. They stare down. Except they don't kill. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They stare down. Um. Uh. The what's the kid's name? The other kid. I don't know all Aegon, these characters' Aegon. names. But Aegon. Well, I should have known that because he. It's funny because <laughs> he looks younger than Aemon, but he's supposed to be the old. He's he's the old. He's the older one because so he's so he's king. Yeah. And apparently that's supposed to be the same thing in the books too, which is kind of wild to think about. Um, it is wild, but like, so but he's named. Was he's like, named Sorry. <laughs> no, sorry, it's okay. It's, we're we're all over the place. We're all over the place, Allison. I'm sorry. This is just this is only for Allison, by the way. And yeah, just like Al- like, like anyone else listening, I don't care. Allison, hi, how you doing? Yeah. Yep. So listen, Allison, are you are you listening? So, so, she probably turned it off by now. <laughs> but, but no, like so. Um, Aegon's been named king. Um, after Viserys has died officially, after all this time, um. And uh, Otto Hightower and everyone else basically decided to go behind Viserys' back. Um, well, okay, I should backtrack a little bit. So they had they had plans to go behind his back anyway, but but 
um, while Vis while Viserys was on his deathbed, he was talking about the the prince that was pro like the prophecy, right? The, the whole like song of ice and fire that is famous in Game of Thrones. And, and, and yeah. it, it's 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 you, it's you. And um, Allison thought he was referring to, to you know Ag that Aegon was going to be because he references Aegon the Conqueror, you know, an ancestor. Yeah. Um. But and that's so there's a misunderstanding on her part. But then she's pissed off because they she finds out that Otto and the rest of the small a, a good chunk of the small council were gonna they were gonna do a coup anyway. They were gonna take over anyway. You know. Yeah. So. Um uh Aegon of this generation um is named king and uh uh she breaks out of the floor and you got the dragon staring down everybody you could have said Dracarys you could have ended it there but you didn't <laughs> now and the, I know people give explanations for, for things and all that but I think it created just a really awkward moment because you know you can't kill off certain characters yet but you also want to yeah. create a really cool moment um and I think that was the that was the low point for me of of the show. Honestly, was that I just kind of wish like he didn't have like she didn't have to like burn the whole family, but she could have just ate the kid. It would have been funny. Like yeah, it's like <laughs> like I'm king now. Like or, just or, imagine like no. he's raising the sword. <laughs> no, no, because it would also would have continued the theme of like dragons are dangerous, right? Because. The reason why why uh, the little boy is killed is because his dr little dragon's like, yeah, I'm gonna take on this fucking <laughs> battleship of a dragon, <laughs> and, and the other one's like, I need a snack, and they don't listen. Um, they don't listen. Okay, that would have been a great moment for that for Maylee's just be like, you know, fuck you, Rainies, I'm gonna eat this kid. We're gonna fly away. <laughs> I wish this dragon would have learned from a dear friend of mine and uh, a, a very close. Uh, person to you your brother mike and looked at that dragon and went or looked at that kid and went hum. <laughs> dead ass just oh. ended it right there you know what? can i also just say i love the dragon design design variety on this show oh they're all so good on it like just all the different ones are absolutely incredible like i think i remember seeing damons and being like holy shit that looks like literally like the devil <laughs> <laughs> it looks like the devil. Oh my god! But no, all the dragons are so cool, and I do want to talk real quick about Damon because he is such a, like an integral point to this whole story. Yes, yes. I'm amazed we haven't talked about him more, but there's so much going on, and we're just all over there's the so place. so much going on. But Damon is such an integral point because first off, it's Matt Smith. It's Doctor Who. It's yes. uh, the bad guy from Last Night in Soho. That alone is exciting for me. But but he <laughs> does the dancing in Morbius. He's the best part of Morbius. <laughs> but there's so I, many I, House, I, of the, House of the Dragons <laughs> like memes with that. <laughs> oh my god! Like I, just, I like I remember like all the all the memes that came out when like he was hitting on hitting on his knee hitting hit, when you hit on your niece and he's just like. Doo, 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 doo. <laughs> <laughs> no, but so I, I he, was, he was also supposed to be in Rise of Skywalker. He's not in that. <laughs> he's not that. Not that at all. And but you know what? He lucked out. He was in Terminator Genesis. <laughs> he was Skynet. Wow. <laughs> you know what? Matt Smith, tip of the hat. That's all I'll say. Well, let's talk about Damon. So Damon, when we first meet Damon, obviously, I mean, I think throughout the show, obviously, he wants to sit on the throne. I think there's definitely a desire for that. But there is definitely a certain point within the show that he just says, fuck it. Like... 
if he gets there, he gets there and he'll do what he's got to do at that point. He does have like that kind of small man sort of aspect to him as well. Like he doesn't like to be bettered. He doesn't like to be shown his inaccuracies. Um, but at the end of the day, like he is sort of like, like of all the terrible people, he's like the one that's just honest about his terribleness. Yeah. And that was always like my excuse. Like, you know what? I Like I kind of, I kind of get it. And he's the most entertaining one on the show, admittedly. Um, and I just remember like, it was so funny, like how, people rallied behind him so much without like like he's still a shithead <laughs> like but that's the thing i love about the show is that i think everybody's kind of a shithead on some level like there might be like, people <laughs> yeah, who are exactly pure, like shithead i can think about the foot fetish guy that allison <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, like that's how she gets the information she just takes her shoes off that her socks oh my god all the ridiculous memes and, I the, saw and the fact that they that. went the fact that they went so far as to have him sticking his hand in his pants <laughs> just made it that much weirder. <laughs> Foot fetish guy, like, th- I mean, obviously Otto is a piece of piece of trash. Um, oh yeah, but like, but like Damon was just very upfront about it, so there was kind of a respect in that part. Like, you know what? At least he's yeah. honest about his shitheadness. But I also think he also wanted approval from his brother on on, on some on some level too. He wanted to be seen as like sort of an equal. That's why he was always yeah. upset. Like, why didn't you name me your hand? You know, and all those other stuff. And I, I like, like one of he's my favorite... the one that helped him onto the under the throne. Yes, that that's yeah. a gra- that was a great um a great scene. That was apparently like the crown like the crown fell off, and apparently that was an improvised like a, a not planned bit. Yeah, which, that's wow. what I heard. Wow, that like talk about like the wonders of serendipity, my friends. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> like like Matt Smith just going, I got this. No prop guy, stay over there. I got the but, director so, didn't like, say cut. <laughs> <laughs> I keep I'm going stop it it ain't over <laughs> until it's over <laughs> but okay so okay so 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 Damon right he's he's got his own dealings he's doing his own thing and at one point like he's he's already like when we first meet him he's already got like an established bond with Rhaenyra's like he's already like like there and she she clearly likes being around him but like Obviously, like the romance stuff sort of picks up a little bit later. Excuse me, picks up a little bit later, but like you could tell they're close at first. And then as time goes on, they sort of have a thing for each other. And eventually, there's the whole like switch up um, where uh, they fake Lenore's death so that Rhaenyris and Damon can marry officially. Right. And at that point, like initially, I think everyone's on board with Damon because he's like very pro Rhaenyras, it seems. Mm. Though he was also a shitty husband to his last wife, it seemed. Uh I would say so. Yeah. Like she's she's literally like stuck with him and he's like, I just wanna chill and drink and like have random sex. That's all I want to do. Yeah. But she and she's like, but what about your responsibilities? He's like, eh <laughs> And unfortunately, that, like, makes her want to, like, kill herself. So she, like, has her dragon burn her. Um, and I do feel like maybe there was sort of, some sort of awakening with Damon at that point. But at the same time, it just feels like maybe he still was just like, uh. Yeah. You know? But he's such an interesting character in certain in many respects. Because he, he really is, like, like, I almost feel like he's, like, a frat boy. Like, he just wants to, like do all these things and like he wants the power and he wants he does and he does want to be like on the same level as his brother and stuff but he also is very much like i just want to do what i want yeah and so i think the point that i because like i I, i'll fully admit like i'm watching the show and i'm just enjoying what he's doing i'm like he's an asshole but 
he's an entertaining asshole. <laughs> Not everything he does, I'm like, yay for. Like, but well, like when he cuts the one dude's head off, I'm like, you go, man. <laughs> but like when when he's a dick to his first wife, I'm like, what the fuck? But then like the part that really made me be like, okay, that's too far, was when he starts choking Rhaenyras in the last episode. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was, like, dude, but then, like, that also, like, showed Rhaenyra's who he really is. He's, she's Mm -hmm. like, oh, you're just a small man. You're just, you're just a really insecure person. And so she's, like, kind of smiling about it, and then he lets go and walks away. So that was kind of, like, all all the hairstyles that he had, all the hairstyles that he had as well. Oh, my God. When he had the short haircut, I started, just like when uh, Emma Darcy said, (laughs) Negroni Spagliato with Prosecco in it. I'm fanning. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, Matt Smith. Um, Slow down, man. Come on. I'm trying to think of, like, other stuff, but, like, it's also, like, a Game of Thrones show where, like, there are actually, there's black people on the show. There's, like, like, there's more than just white people. It's so nice. And it's also strange, like, how little death there is, I feel like. But it's also funny you say that, too, because, like, I feel like the the House Valerian, the two kids, dead. Like, like, <laughs> like, like, well, Lainor, his death was faked, but, like, still, that's trauma, it's traumatizing in its own way for those those and parents. The, and, then, and then the one guy, like, is presumed dead until the last episode. It's like, nah, I'm here. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's, it's sort of, it's kind of crazy to think that, like, it feels like I think that's what I liked most about the show is that obviously it's Game of Thrones, but it felt different. Yes, I felt like they they yeah, it's not perfect, but I felt like they addressed some of the things that people had took issue with with the original series, and you know delved into that. Um, I think I, I think about like the way they portrayed like the birth, the childbirth scenes as appropriately like unnerving and like they wanted it to be as like accurate as it as it needed to be right so to me that's yeah. like that first episode when they have like the you know the, the c-section that's like to me like one of the worst things that ha- for me one of the worst things because it's like hey <laughs> that's something i'm like okay that's that just felt too real um and just like the way she and she said i don't want to and she's like she knows what's happening and i'm like mm-hmm. oh. <laughs> um and like even just like the fact that viserys is like yeah do it you're like, hold on, mm-hmm. hold, hold on, please. <laughs> ba- hold on. <laughs> um, but this show definitely does ha- still have, like, really, like, badass moments. Like, I think about, like, Damon's, like, one-man army, like, scene. That was insane! Like, oh my god. Like, remember when we thought the triarchy was gonna be, like, a big deal throughout the show, and it's... <laughs> it's like the sea captain dude that looks like Leatherface was, like, on the Nautilus. Yeah. <laughs> And it's like, nope. Nope. <laughs> Damon's uh, like, I'm going to end this really quickly. Yeah. But, like, it's, I think it was, is like, because obviously, like, when you think of Game of Thrones, like, there's so many different things that come into mind. And I think this show does all a lot of those things. But at the same time, I, I liked the fact that it felt like a different thing. It felt like a different show. Like, it's still Game of Thrones. Like, even the fact that they keep the same theme song. Which I know, like, it's sort of a mixed thing. Like, some people are like, well, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And I totally understand that. But also, there's that, that mindset of, like, it could have been nice if it was something a little bit... Or they could have had a new, like, iconic theme. But 
you know, it is a great theme regardless. Like, it was one of the most iconic theme musics, I think, that's come out of TV in the last, like, ten years. So, like, like if it's not broke, don't fix it. But, but yeah, so, like, it, it, it keeps those, like, essential things from Game of Thrones while also being like, okay, we're going to do something very different here. And that's what kind of made me intrigued by it and also just like the narrative that's being told like not everything was great but like i'm going through each episode like what's gonna happen next i think you want that for especially for game of thrones oh yeah absolutely it was amazing to like how quickly it turned from remember how everybody forgot about game of thrones to oh wow game of thrones is great guys like it was such it was like that was such a weird thing like like how often we'd look at each other like remember when game of thrones happened it's like right when that was over, the world got into a pandemic, and it's like, did Game of Thrones screw us? <laughs> and like towards the end, because obviously, like from season five on, there was like sort of a decline in quality for people on Game of Thrones too, because they stopped adapting the books, and so it was like because there was nothing else to adapt. On that note, yeah, because yeah. they weren't they weren't done, so it was like, okay, well. You know, let's see what they do. And, you know, there was definitely some really exciting things. Like, I still think a Battle of the Bastards, I think, is one of the best episodes. I mean, Winds of Winter, Battle of, Battle of the Bastards, like, they're back-to-back episodes in Season 6. Some of the best stuff the, on that show. Oh, without a doubt. And so, like, there were still things that were really good. But then, obviously, when you get to that eighth season, you know, it just it just fell for so many people in quality. And so many people were like, nah. Yeah, and like and like, there was even that point. Remember, like all the projects that uh, Benioff uh, and, and Benioff and Weiss, they were gonna like, they were gonna do all these different, like they were gonna do a Star Wars show. No, that's not happening. And then wasn't there like a, a Civil War thing that they were gonna if do? The, I think if the Confederacy had won for HBO, I think at one point, and everyone's like, like let's let's crazy? let's not do that. <laughs> like, they, they were supposed to have like a Netflix deal going on. That's never really materialized into really anything um and so like just the idea of there being like some new game of thrones thing there was i i feel like there was definitely some obvious like standoffishness with it based on how the last season ended you know what i think a few things are helping this show out number one different showrunners than the last time like different like, now different showrunner because morgan um miguel uh Sapoch- um or whatever uh, yeah yes yes thank you miguel I don't know why um, I said Morgan. But I'm glad that he's at least stepping away now and like it gives them time to figure things out because I yeah. feel like I feel like what should have happened, like D and D probably should have like maybe stepped back as like executive producer instead of like being the showrunners, you know, if they were so tight. I mean, but also there's a lot of things you could say too, like, listen, people we talk about how like we're gonna have to wait till twenty twenty four, but like think about how how crazy it was that game for the first several seasons of Game of Thrones, we got one year after year and like the level of production and preparation like literally as soon as they finished one season they had to jump right back into it and it was a a massive undertaking you know so it's it's a lot (laughs) it it is it is definitely a lot and it's just it's just kind of it's just kind of crazy that it feels like we're back yeah after all that you know Mm -hmm. like after like the 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 ending people didn't care for and then a couple of years of just like remember Game of Thrones? Remember no, that wait. like that was all anyone talked about, and now it's like yeah. now we're back. Yeah, we're back. But the, here's a crazier thing. So this is connects to a recent news, Westworld. Remember when that was supposed to be the next Game of Thrones? Like that was supposed to be the next 
big mm-hmm. thing for HBO. And I think HBO realized the next Game of Thrones is Game of Thrones. Is Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> and like, it's funny, it just... too, because they had a whole pilot, I think, when Naomi Watts they were going to do, and they scrapped that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it, oh, my God, man. Like, it's just, it's crazy to think. Like, it should be noted that Game of Thrones is very much like a once-in-a-lifetime thing. Like, there's so many shows that are like that, but it's like, you can't, like, you can try to replicate them, but so often it doesn't work out so well, unless, like, maybe the creators themselves make something. Like, I think a, I think a, a really unique example is Breaking Bad, and then Better Call Saul. Yeah. Like, that, I think, is a very unique thing, where, like, Breaking Bad sort of took over the world with how great it was, and then the same creators said, okay, let's do a prequel with Better Call Saul, focus on that character. And somehow it got better. And will that be the same with House of the Dragon? I don't know. I guess we'll find out um, with uh, the next few seasons. But it is sort of crazy that, you know, we're, we're now kind of back to this position. It's like, it's exciting to, to, to watch. Like, we're also in a really good time for fantasy shows too, I think. Like, I think House of the Dragon's a lot of fun. I really enjoyed watching it. But also, like, Sandman on Netflix, if you haven't watched that, is absolutely incredible. And I think it goes to show that sometimes if you want to to adapt certain things, maybe get the person that created it to make it. (laughs) You know, Neil Gaiman has shown that he has a great proclivity for making serialized material. Like, you know, he did a few episodes of Doctor Who, and then he did... Uh, Good Omens for Amazon Prime, which is a really good show, an adaptation of his own work, and then he did Sandman, which was insanely astonishing how good that was. And then on Amazon Prime, there was uh, Lord of the Rings, The Ring of Power, which, who saw that one coming? Mm. Like, like the fact that someone decided to do a new Lord of the Rings when, like, the original trilogy still exists is already kind of, like, a crazy undertaking. Right. But then but then they do <clears throat> the show in those first two episodes. I remember Joey and I watched those first two episodes together, and we were like, holy shit. <laughs> I still need to what? finish Ring, Rings of Power, admittedly. Um, but I, mm-hmm. I, enjoy, I enjoyed what I, what I saw of it. It's it's I think it's just a really great time for fantasy television, and I think House of Dragon is is a very strong proponent of that. I remember like can you do you remember when we were in Disney, and we're um this this is gonna be kind of a story. So I know this has gone over an hour, and I apologize, Allison, but we're here. Um, so <laughs> you okay? Yeah, I'm good. Get it out of you. I'm just my throat's very dry, but anyway, keep going. All right, so I'm sorry. Um. So we're we're at Disney, we're at Epcot, we're we're in our we're waiting in line for Ratatouille, and we already have plans, right? Because we want to go have dinner after the ride, and then um, we know I don't think we we had plans at all to watch like the night show. It did look cool, admittedly, but at the same time we didn't have plans for that, so we were trying to get back to the hotel, especially with the possibility of watching House of the Dragon. So we're we're at the ride, the lines taking incredible we talked about this on the show admittedly but the line is was taking way too long and we finally got on the ride the ride's a lot of fun and then we're racing to italy at the world showcase so we can get some pizza pizza was very good um 
then it's like, okay, now we got to get back to the hotel. Why? House of the Dragon. So we're like rushing. We're like walking as best we can. We're already like tired. Our legs are killing us. We're trying our best to get back to the room. Um, we're walking past all these people who are like getting ready to watch the show. And we finally get back to the room after like we get out. We have to get on a bus. We get here. And like there's clearly like an like it's it's on one hand it's like we want to get back to the room because it's late but also we want to get back to the room so we can watch house of the dragon yeah and so we're and so we're like okay we got to watch this and joey was like we could initially joey was like i thought we were just gonna watch it like on our phones i'm like no we're watching this on the tv i will figure out a way to connect my hbo max to this damn television and i figured it out and we watched it and it was a great evening it was yes I was very, I was very excited, and it was the first. I think is that the only time we watched an episode together in full. It might have been, yeah. Because I know, because I know we watched the first two episodes of Rings of Power, but I didn't think we watched any of the game. Because I know, like, we would message each other on on Sundays, be like, "All right, we're watching House of the Dragon." So that's why it's going to be weird today, because today's Sunday. There's no House of the Dragon. No. What do we have no, to look we, forward to? You, I mean, you got like a game, maybe, but I got nothing. <laughs> It actually makes me think of when like Di- like Disney Plus launched, and I was up. I was actually sick that day, and I was up like late, and we we're like, "Hey, let's watch Mandalorian." <laughs> <laughs> you know what we have to do? I think we need to watch an episode of Andor together. Maybe yeah. like the finale. I'd like to watch the finale with you. Maybe yes. Oh, that last episode was so good. <sighs> There's at least twelve. No more than twelve. <laughs> there they are. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, Allison, we hope you enjoyed our thoughts on House of the Dragon, among other things. Among our, our ramblings uh, for almost an hour, oh, now an hour and 20 minutes, depending yep. on how this gets edited oh, down. This, this, yeah, this is a long one. But, uh, folks, uh, let's <laughs> gotta wrap it up for this, um, this very strange uh, two dudes uh, installment of sorts. Sp- you know what? Fuck it. It's a two dudes special presentation. I don't care. I like that title. (laughs) Two Dudes Special Presentation. Check us out whenever you feel like it. Bye! Thank you all for listening to Two Dudes. Please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Special shout-out, as always, to John and Kenny Armstrong. Thank you guys for everything you do. We love you both so much. And, of course, stay tuned for a brand new episode of Two Dudes, One Double Everyone in uh, Westeros is a big scary murderer.